Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. So today we're doing our top five Disney princesses. But before that, we're going to talk about what we had for breakfast because I'm actually eating breakfast right now. Um, I'm eating cinnamon apple muffins that I made earlier this week. You made cinnamon apple muffins? That's so like classy. Okay, so I was reading one of my old Strawberry Shortcake books because I was bored. Not because I still read Strawberry Shortcake. I don't know what that is. <laughs> what? What is... Wh- I'm confused. Anyway, in it, she's, like, thinking of what she should make with apples because there's an apple picnic. So I thought maybe I should make some cinnamon apple muffins. And um, since it's the start of fall, I thought it was appropriate. Yeah, I should start making some pumpkin bread, like chocolate chip pumpkin yes. bread. We went to the store and there wasn't any pumpkin. That's tragic. They're, they're, like, selling pumpkins, and my mom is very, like, crazy about this. She's like, they can't sell pumpkins now, because if you buy a pumpkin now, it'll be, like, rotted by Halloween, and I'm like, some people are less logical than you are. And you they can always buy pumpkins. more than one pumpkin. Like, I, I mean, pumpkins are really expensive. Like, have you ever been to the pumpkin patch outside of Jordan? Like, their pe- pumpkins are, like, $14. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm like, mm, for a pumpkin? Um, okay, breakfast foods. Well, I didn't eat anything this morning because I've been pretty rushed. Um, but during quarantine, I often, like, would stay up all night and then have, like, a second dinner at, like, 7 a.m. And I would, like, I got really into making eggs for, like, a morning breakfast thing and throwing in just, like, tomatoes, peppers, pepperoni, salt and pepper, um just goat cheese pepper jack I got really I don't know what that really is if it's like an omelet okay it's like an omelet but I didn't actually make it into an omelet I just sort of like put things on eggs and then ate them and it was delicious so yeah I like eggs as a breakfast food but sometimes they make me sick yeah I'm not really an egg person if there isn't like a shit ton of other stuff on the eggs the eggs need to be the base of a meal. They're not, like, the focal point of my breakfast. Yeah, I get you. Okay. Disney films. Disney princesses. That's what we're doing. What is your number five? Um, I wish I could rank this higher, but I didn't because I just like all of the other ones on my list more. <laughs> um, so for number five, I have Moana. Oh, that's really funny. Because for number five, I also have Moana. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've actually argued about this before. Um, during cross-country practices, we would talk about what was better, Moana or Frozen. Frozen is better than Moana. Princess debate stemmed from. Yeah, exactly. Um, so why is Moana, Moana's number five for you just because you like all the other ones more? Yeah, but I still have a lot of good things to say about it. Okay. Well, I really liked it because it was, um, when it came out, obviously it was, like, very progressive. Like, Moana had more realistic body standards, and Mm -hmm. she, there's no love interest, and it was about her finding her place in the world. Well, yeah, um... I like that it had the connection with nature and it was indigenous focused, you know, or not really indigenous, but like um, Polynesian culture isn't something you hear about very often. Yeah, definitely not. And also, Um, 
Disney had kind of been on a streak of like white people movies. So like what came out before this. I don't know. But it was like I don't know, a lot of like Frozen and um Brave and Wreck It Ralph was around that time, the first one. Um Those were all white Disney princesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when they announced it, I was kind of shocked. Yeah. Well, they did a lot of build up to it. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, for Moana, it lost place for me, and I know that this was like very intentional, and a lot of people liked it, but like, you know how it would break into like a completely different animation style? Mm, oh, you mean like during You're Welcome? Yeah, I did not, I didn't love that, but I know. I think what they did, do that with a lot of Disney films. Not a, okay, what's another time that they do that? Like, Mary Poppins Returns? Mary okay, Poppins? Not a lot of Disney princess movies. Mary Poppins is like a very strange movie. Hmm. I don't know. I hmm. They do it in Princess and the Frog. That's fair. That's fair. They do do it in Princess and the Frog. Um, but yeah, and then I think the musical aspects were really really good oh yeah my mom like she had this uh how does it go it's the one where it's like it's one of the ending songs she had it as her ringtone so it just kind of burned in my brain <laughs> she had a moana song as her ringtone yeah <laughs> i love your mom <laughs> and um did you see it in theaters yeah i think i saw it in theaters wait did i see it in theaters yes Maybe. I'm 60% sure. I just really remember that scene. It's nighttime and all the stars are twinkling. And then her grandma reappears as a spirit. I almost cried in the theater because it was so beautiful. Because it was like pitch black and you could see it all around you. That's so pretty. I love the grandmother's stingray tattoos. Those are like such a mood. I I was just an island girl with awesome stingray tattoos. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I kind of memorized, um, you know, whenever the grandma's on the beach and she's, like, talking to Moana? Yeah. I remember, I memorized the song that she sings to her, but I won't do it now. (laughs) We haven't sung on this podcast in a while. It's tragic. I know. I think think we got all the singing out of our system. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think Moana, I just love that she's, like, going off into adventure. Like, I know that's literally all Disney princess movies ever, (laughs) but I don't know, like, when she has her own boat and she just, like, goes to Mm -hmm. seek out, you know, um, what's his face? What's his name? Maui. It's a really empowering moment, and I know that's kind of really cliche, but that's the part that I remember. I like that she makes a lot of mistakes. That's true. That's a good point. She has a strong spirit of determination which aligns her with most Disney princesses. <laughs> I saw a theory that Moana is actually dead. Like, that's why she could go to the, what's it called? The realm of monsters or something like that. Yeah. She, like, died whenever she first went out to um, sea and, you know, like, drowned. Yeah. And then she gets revived at the end. That seems a little dark for Disney princesses, but I love theories where they're like... The movie has a dark theory, though, and a origin. Well, isn't there, like, a whole theory that, like, the 
that the the frozen sisters are related to the girl from Tangled. That's not a theory. She shows up in the movie. Yeah, but like okay, I, I like are they going to expand on that? Is that going to be some kind of like Disney princess reveal cuz they don't usually have like cross story reveals, you know. I do that. I don't know. I feel like maybe that was just like a little hidden thing that they're not really going to elaborate on. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of fun facts about Moana to wrap it up. Okay. It's called, I don't know if this is that, oh, you pronounce it, but Viana in some European countries, A, to avoid confusion with a company of the same name, Moana, and B, to avoid confusion with a porn star named Moana. Oops. <laughs> I mean... If they had highlighted Moana the movie as the name instead of, you know, the porn star, then maybe there wouldn't be confusion, you know? Like, if they had released the movie, then the movie would have been more important. I don't know. I mean, they didn't want to hurt the career of that particular porn star, so I think it's a considerate move. (laughs) Okay. I think they just really didn't want any association because it's a little kid's movie and so they don't want those jokes on the internet. Oh, like if they Googled it? Yeah. Ooh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's on Moana for me. I mean, I, I don't really have more. I just thought... And then also, okay, so in our class we had a research, um on the racism of like Disney's past. And so I was looking at Moana because it was the first like non-white princess since the like 1990s princesses. Um, and like, so they went to like, okay, it's, it's Polynesian. They like researched the culture and like talked to like local people in academics and like people who study like the traditions and the culture and the mythology that um, Maui is based on. So Disney definitely put more of an effort into representing like a non-white culture, but people still had some problems with it. Like they thought because Maui was like a misrepresentation, but I mean, like he is in mythological figure so there's like a lot of different representations of mythological figures so like Disney did a lot of research and then they represented some things kind of like skewed intentionally which people had problems with but it was definitely a step forward well if you look at the voice actor cast too there's more people from the actual culture whereas movies like Mulan there's a lot of white people on the cast Ooh, Eek. Is Mulan voiced by, like, a white actress? Voice actor? Oh, she has a talking voice and a singing voice. One of them is white, one of them is not. Oh. Yeah. I know. So, like, white voice actors for non-white characters hasn't really gone away. Like, I remember there was, like, a big, like, um, one of the actors of Big Mouth who voices Missy. Oh, yeah. She's white, but she's also Jewish, and Missy is Jewish, and she had, I think, Jenny Slate, right? Yeah, Jenny Slate, but she recently stepped down, so Missy's now going to be voiced by a Black voice actor. Um, and um, on The Simpsons. Opu. Yeah. 
it was interesting to see how that had persisted because like you don't really um it's not like blackface it's like hidden so you have to actually like really be a hardcore fan to like match up who is voicing who and you know i mean not hardcore fan but like you have to be interested mm-hmm. so yeah number four number four for me is cinderella and i Ooh, know really? yeah i know it's like one of the older disney movies and there's definitely like problems with like you know female empowerment was different back then obviously it wasn't but it was represented differently <laughs> Um, But I just really like, I'm nostalgic for Cinderella because I, like, have a really um, vivid childhood memory of, like, going to a DVD store or, like, it was a DVD store, like, across town to try to get, like, the original Disney movie and, like, watching the, we had to rent the DVD. I don't know. Okay. There's a generational. It wasn't Blockbuster. It wasn't at Blockbuster. So we had to go to this, like, other store in downtown Durham. But I'm glad that you remembered Blockbuster, because if you ask, like, kids born in 2003, like, 2002 to 2004, some of them know exactly what Blockbuster is, and some of them literally have no concept of what Blockbuster is. That concerns me a little bit. Yeah, no, it's, like, one of the things that kind of disappeared right at our generation. But, yeah. Uh, And then if you tell kids that Netflix used to come in the mail. They're very confused. <laughs> I was never part of that. Yeah, I know. I never had that. I don't know when we had Netflix, but it was when I remembered, like, when I learned what television was. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, no, and I think it's just really the animation in Cinderella, like, the, it's so iconic, like, her carriage and the fairy godmother and her, like, the dress being made by the mice and the birds and stuff like all of that is just like really essential to disney i feel like like that's the stuff that people remember from like classic disney exactly uh it's funny that you mentioned cinderella because that was actually going to be an honorable mention for me oh awesome that takes care of that exactly what you said about like it being classic Disney, because whenever I think of Disney, I think of Cinderella, obviously because you get Cinderella's castle as the intro, but it's also, I wish they still did this, but you know the little, like, magical, what's it called? It's like glitter or whatever. Um, like sparkles. The fairy that flies over? No, it's like sparkles, like whenever things transform, like whenever her dress transforms, there's like sparkles. Oh, yeah, just like the animation of sparkles, yeah. Yeah, and what I really liked about Cinderella is that the backgrounds are just so beautiful and detailed. Yeah. Is it on Disney Plus? Like, can you watch it just normally? Yeah, it is. Okay. We watched a lot of classic Disney princess movies at the beginning of quarantine, and this was one of them. Yeah. And, okay, so remind me at the end, with the stepsisters, like, how gory do they get? Because in, like, the original story, they, like, have to cut off their feet. It's and not I, like that at it's all. It's not like that in the movie. No. Okay. Because the, the stepsisters is like a real Grimm's fairy tale moment. I think that Cinderella is an original Grimm's, but I, I might be totally wrong, in which case we'll edit this out. Um, but like Grimm's is very, very gory. And so like the stepsisters had to like cut off of their heel and their like toes to fit into the shoes. 
And I think that might be kind of in the live action. It's like sort of implied in the live action movie. In the live action, the mother gets her eyes pecked out. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's very Grimm's as well. Like, what I remember from Grimm's is like millstones being dropped on people's heads by Tweety Birds and like, um, just like gruesome deaths. It was generally like, this person did something wrong and now they will die gruesomely. (laughs) Good night, children. (laughs) What is your number four? I know you're going to have some things to say about this. My number four is Frozen 2. I thought it was better than the first one. It's not better than the first one. (laughs) Better than the first one. (laughs) That's just... The first one is really good, but this one's also really, really good. Yeah, but the... Okay, so my hypothesis is that you've seen the second one more recently than the first one. Is that true? Well, yeah, but I... I've also seen Frozen 1 more times than I've seen Frozen. Okay, but, like, Frozen 1, every, like, okay, I'm not gonna say every, but, like, a lot of teen girls have seen that movie, like, three or more times, whereas Frozen 2 does not have that level of rewatchability. Like, Frozen 1 is the most watched, okay, I don't know if it's the most watched, but it's, like, insanely watched by our generation. That doesn't make Frozen 2 any less good. And you could say the same thing about, like, Wreck-It Ralph. Like, you can't really rewatch the second one. Um, it's, I like, can the second in the one. future, it's gonna be weird, because it has, like, Fortnite dances in it. That's true. That's fair. It has, like, they tried to do more modern cultural references, and I'm, like, skeptical. But don't you think Fortnite will still be a thing in four years? Ten years? No. Ten years? No. God, something to look forward to, at least. (laughs) Okay, no, I just, Frozen 1 is better, I think, just because the plot is so much cleaner. Frozen 2 is, like, a little questionable. Like, just the impetus to leave is, like, she hears voices, and then, like, she has to go to this forest, and there's, like, forest people. What do they even do in the forest? I don't remember. (laughs) I mean, I get what you, I, I get what you're trying to say, but here's my reasons why it's better. The themes are better, like, you're accepting life as an ever-changing force. You're That's true. standing tall when your heart is weighed down, like, whenever, spoilers, whenever Elsa, quote-unquote, dies, and Anna's like, you know, I've got to take a stand even though I'm hurting a lot, and I just, this line I remembered so clearly because it was just kind of a shock to me when I saw it in theaters. You don't expect it because the history of Disney princesses, but um, when Kristoff says to Anna after he finds her, he says, my love is not fragile. Ooh, proud of you. Way to go not, um, like, falling out of love with someone because of a simple miscommunication. (laughs) I know, right? Also, I just loved his solo song. All of the songs on this, in this movie, I thought were better than the first one. I disagree with that, but I will say that there's that one song where Olaf is just, okay, Olaf is better in the second movie. He's just way better. Like, they made Olaf into this, like, guru of life wisdom for children. Like, he just spits life wisdom in every scene. He's just, like, the world is changing around me, and I have to adapt to that. He's like, sometimes situations 
are confusing and you just have to be calm. <laughs> like all of his dialogue is just like teaching kids to react well to stressful situations <laughs> and like that time change and pass and like things are like born and die. Like he's just really, really great. And there's that one song where like things are kind of scary for him and he's just sort of like learning and adapting to the situation and we're like Jesus Olaf did you become like a super smart well-adjusted snowman right yeah I really liked the song the, it's like the melody that Edina their mom sings. yeah not Edina Eduna okay I was confused yeah she sings the song in the beginning and a few times later like the um where the north wind meets the see I just yeah chills the first time I heard it yeah it definitely has very like frozen 2 is way more eerie frozen 1 is like more about just like being yourself which is like honestly kind of a lame like being yourself is great but it's kind of like a cop-out you know like you can get that on a t-shirt and a throw pillow but what does it actually mean <laughs> um and I mean they do a great job with it but I will say Frozen 2 is more like complexity and it's more eerie yeah which is what I'm into the reason that I <laughs> put this on the reason I feel so strongly about this movie in part is because I watched um, Into the Unknown, The Making of Frozen 2 on Disney+. Plus. Ooh. Which, if you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. It's really, really good. Um, like, you don't realize how hard the people in the movie work until you see it. Like, a lot of people are quick to dismiss a movie if they didn't like it. But you never know how how many hours these people are putting into it. And a fun fact, it has so many interesting things. Like, um... Ryder, one of what are they called? Like the the um the indigenous people in the forest. What are they called? I don't know what they're actually called. The people from the forest. I call them the forest people. Okay, well, whatever. You know, Ryder. Yeah. Well, he's named after one of the director's son who died young. Like. Uh -huh. So his son died around the time the first Frozen was being made. That's stressful. Yeah. So everyone on that team has been, like, with him the whole time. So it's it was just really amazing for me to see how close everyone was, even though it was a massive team. It was, like, 400 people. Yeah. And they were all so passionate about this, and it just seemed really nice to be working in an environment where everyone wanted to, like, spread that kind of joy yeah and like they've kind of just had a huge impact on society like frozen is so big and like so ingrained in all i would say all teenage and younger girls heads <laughs> like i can sing frozen lyrics still and most of us have seen the movie so many times um and also like this is a side note but have you ever like walked like, if you walk in Harris Teeter, you can probably find, like, 40, like, food or cleaner or child toy items that are marketed with Frozen, like, and have nothing to do with Frozen. Like, there are Frozen tortillas. You know what? what I mean? 
there are frozen tortillas, but like there are tortillas with like the frozen princesses on them. And I'm like, who are you marketing this to? <laughs> like eight-year-olds do not buy groceries. <laughs> but yeah, no, like the marketing is insane. But also just like frozen has had a, an impact on society. Yeah, I think Frozen 2 is the most progressive of the movies thus far. Obviously, it's the most recent, but I thought it was really good a standout. It was different. They tried something different. Like, even if people didn't like it, it was new. Yeah. The one thing that gets me a little bit annoyed is, like, there's a lot of fan theories that, like, Elsa is a lesbian. Um, And I don't like that because if she is, then Disney should say so decisively. And if she's not, just because she's not dating someone doesn't mean that she's gay. So it kind of a little bit annoys me. Just saying. I do kind of like that she just went off to be on her own. Yeah, because independence, you know, like, not every part of your existence has to be dedicated to finding a life partner. Mm -hmm. Okay, is that enough Frozen? Well, I mean, Frozen 1 is on my list, but... <laughs> is that the next one? Is that your number four? Um, actually, so, my number three. My number three... My number three is the Wreck-It Ralph movies, one and two. Um, I just really, I really liked them. I just really love how Vanellope is like such a badass. Like she is a race car driver and she has zero fear and she's always going on like epic adventures and epic races and she's just like really good and like thrill-seeking. Whereas the other Disney princesses, they usually have like problems. <laughs> like they have to deal with some problem or they're like going off to explore but like Vanellope is just like a badass from the start you know like she doesn't have an oppressive family I mean the other race car drivers are kind of like mean to her but she's just sort of like initially a badass and I just really like that well she's cool even through that yeah and then also I just really like how it's like zero relationshipy it's all about their friendship, and I love, like, friendship movies. It's such a well-done friendship movie about just, like, dynamics and, like, making space for other people, but also being yourself, and I really love in Wreck-It Ralph, too, how she just sort of, like, leaves to follow her passion of being a race car driver in, like, the most dangerous game in the internet, and I, I mean, like, this, uh, there are there are no other Disney princesses that just choose to be continually badass as much as Vanellope. And also, I love her name. I really like the first one. The second one was okay. I don't consider them Disney princess movies. She's a Disney princess because she discovers all the other Disney princesses. There's that one crossover scene where she walks into the dressing room and all the other Disney princess movies are there and they're like, are you a Disney princess? And then they find out that she is. That is confirmation enough for me. If she's not in the final coloring book lineup, she doesn't count. She has her own coloring book lineup, you know? Like, she doesn't need them. She's out here being a princess, being amazing. I feel like she just doesn't really fit with the other princesses because she has modern technology, so they were, like, kind of hesitant to group them all together because most of them are from, like, old cultures or set in the past, but she's awesome, and I love her. 
But side note on that Disney Princess crossover scene, I did not like how they dialed up Brave's, like, uh, the Merida's voice so that it was unintelligible, even though in the movies you could tell everything that she was saying. I didn't feel like they needed to do that to her and felt like it was rude, but I have a personal connection to Brave, so. <laughs> yeah, my number four is Tangled. Um, that movie was the first non-2D, so it was, like, really, it was really cool to see her hair, yeah, like, on screen, and the animation was beautiful all around. I love all the pastel colors and stuff. Also, it's, like, a good representation of Stockholm Syndrome and abusive relationships, how they have Mother Gothel and Rapunzel, like, not representation, but, like, helps people spot it yeah there's Which a lot is, of like guilt trips but yeah. i just i mean what i remember most like you know the lantern festival that they go to is oh my God. so pretty it's so iconic i really want to do that there's one in um this is a side note but i want to go to montreal there's a lantern festival there there are other reasons i want to go to montreal but the lantern festival is a selling point Tangled brought lanterns back. <laughs> it's responsible for the lantern trend. Speaking of I See the Light, there's a really good, so Disney has like their own acapella group. They're called D-Capella. I don't know if that's how you would say it. D-Capella, D-Capella, whatever you want to call it. They have a really good cover of it. So that's a really nice listen. I should check out that. Hmm? I should check that out the Disney acapella group. One more yeah. way to annoy my family. It's super fun. And that song is just, like, super romantic. Yeah. It's also, that movie is kind of eerie, too. Mm -hmm. Some of the musical numbers. Yeah, I get what you mean. But, I mean, it's not on my list just because I don't really like Flynn. He annoys me. Really? Ah, I don't know. I mean, you can him grow in the movie though. Does he grow? Yeah, he does. He starts out as a thief, and then he's like, and then and he's kind of freaked out by Rapunzel's magic powers, and he's only in it for the money. But remember, and he he like starts to realize that he can be more than a thief or whatever. And then in I see the light. That's like his moment of oh I. I'm in love with this girl or whatever. And he's like, you know, I'm not the same person as I was before because now he has her. Yeah. And then there's like the point he gets kidnapped by Mother Gothel and he's fighting to get back to her. Yeah. I mean, but he never gets his eyes gouged out by briar patches, right? See, that does not happen in this movie. They no. cut the grim aspects out of this fairy tale and I don't stand for that. I need eye gouging at all well, times. Well, if you want a Disney movie with all the gory details, just go watch Into the Woods. Into the Woods was good. It had gory details and also insane musicality. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, two more points about Tangled. I thought the song I Have a Dream is really, uh, it was super funny whenever I saw it as a nine or whatever year old. Yeah. You remember that? Like, it was, it just broke expectations. I don't really remember that. What is it? 
so they go to this um inn or bar or whatever and yeah. it's like all these bulky muscular um intimidating guys and you know she's like this this small little petite colorful girl peppy girl and so she starts singing and she gets everyone else in the place to sing and they're like you know I have a dream and so this dude's like I'm I want to be on stage I want to find the love of my life and they're like biking I love that yeah that's great I need to rewatch Tangled just for that Mm -hmm. overall that movie has the best aesthetics of any movie any Disney movie I would say besides maybe Frozen 2 but um yeah, also whenever she cut her hair. Yeah. That happens in Mulan, but it was kind of dramatic for Disney, I think. That's true. That's very true. Okay. You're uh, number two. My number two is Frozen 1, and we already kind of got into Frozen, so I'm not going to go over everything. But I just really like Frozen 1 because it's just perfect. It's a perfect encapsulation of my childhood, I guess, but a lot of people's childhood. Um, Just, and then the snow, like Frozen created a soundtrack for when it snows, which is something I didn't have before. Mm -hmm. So whenever it snows, I can listen to Frozen and be happy. Um, And I love snow. Snow is so magical. So like making that, like the first, this is the first like Disney princess that has magical powers, right? Frozen? Rapunzel. Rapunzel? Okay, but that was after Frozen, right? Before. Way before. Okay, the first one was before. But anyway, second Disney princess with magical powers. She has hand powers. She's, She's very atmospheric. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a pun? <laughs> um, I don't know. Magical snow is always going to get me. Um, and the animation, like, when she's building her castle, or when she is, like, getting her snow dress, like, that's always so good. Yeah, I just always think of, because the animation was a level up from, I think, Tangled was the previous movie, um, whenever Anna, like, she gets wet or whatever, and so she stands up, and her dress is just frozen. Yeah! And then, okay, another, this, I usually don't talk about gay representation this much, um, but when she goes, after that scene, when she goes into the, like, sauna and convenience store kind of a thing, um, and the storekeeper is, like, this, um, interesting character, and then, like, he's gay, like, he says, like, hi, family, and then there's, like, his husband and, like, their kids, I think. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. I remember that part. Nobody does. This is why Disney kind of pisses me off, because, like, they do gay representation, but it's just, like, insanely subtle and tiny that it's, like, I mean, that's not, I'm not impressed, (laughs) but that is a scene in Frozen that most people don't catch. Um, So, yeah, and then I like how, I mean, I like everything that they did with the evil love interest like how oh yeah she's that was so desperate to oh meet my someone God. and then and he's, he's like evil. if only someone loved you yes Holy hell. so sad um that was like insane. evil yeah um 
but I love that because you know like you might have so many aspirations of like things that you want to do but you can't just like it's not immediately going to be perfect and you have to come in with some skepticism of who other people are you know like she's so sheltered and so that's like what allows her to get into that situation that's true yeah but also oh my god like snowman that song where she's trying to get like do you want to build a snowman and she's trying to get Mm -hmm. Elsa to come out of her room like that is so sad that like had me in tears when I first saw the movie that movie was really funny more so when her parents yeah no like it has a lot of comic relief because Mm -hmm. otherwise it would be super sad but you know like balanced she's like the okay bye (laughs) and her sister is just like sitting on the other side of the door not being able to control her powers like if they had just communicated Elsa wouldn't have been so shut out so it's kind of like yeah it's well done okay what's your number two my number two is Mulan oh okay to be my favorite but Ooh. I haven't watched it very recently. I know it very well, though. Yeah. I'm very curious about that. Now, because I don't know what your number one will be. Um, but I we watched Mulan maybe last night or the night before for this episode, because that was the one that I had seen the least that I thought might come up. Um, and I also wanted to see if it was on my list, because I liked Mulan when I first saw it, but I haven't, like, rewatched it a ton. And I thought it was really good. We've been talking about Disney racism, as I mentioned before, so I was, like, looking at it because it's an older Disney film, and I'm definitely not the best judge, but, like, the central characters are done well, but the, like, side characters seem problematic. Like, you know the, um, the emperor's, like, assistant guy who's kind of evil and annoying? Like, that is a questionable caricature. And the matchmaker is also sketchy at best. (laughs) So, it was kind of interesting that... Sorry, I'm taking over the conversation. You go. Well, um, I don't know how many Chinese people they had work on it. But... I I remember when I saw it, I saw it in middle school, so it was later than everyone else had seen it, but it was, like, the first Asian representation in a Disney movie I had seen, so that was really nice, and it was obviously very funny for me as a middle schooler, and every single song slaps on that movie. That's true. Like, I'll Make a Man Out of You, I think that's widely accepted as the best Disney song out there, one of the best. Have you listened to the Google Translate version of I'll Make a Man Out of You? I have no idea. It's so good. It's just, like, complete gibberish because they translated it to a different language and then they translated it back to English like they do. Um, And it's, like, something about moon shoes, and it's really great. Okay, maybe I'll give it a listen. Also, that Mulan was very empowered. I can't believe she's the same age as me. Oh, wait, what? We know that she's 17? Well, 16 going on 17 also (laughs) alicia's gonna be 17 in three days so that's exciting oh yeah at the time of this release it'll be one day but oh yeah true well yeah muon was like she was extremely empowered like she was very strong 
And she gives that one line, why is Ping any different? Forever. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, she has good chemistry with every single character. That's true. I didn't like how the love interest is kind of an asshole. Like, I know that the whole cultural, like, at that time, you know, like, he spares her life when she's revealed, but, you know, like, he could be better, you know? Like, even at that time, if you've had this person in your army this whole time, and they've been, like, great, and then they, like, save everyone's lives, and then they turn out to be a girl, like, maybe don't be a huge dick about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Fair point. Still, um, Shang was a great character otherwise because he's a, yeah he's a great character yeah I totally think this competes for one of the best Disney movies of all time and if you notice like the coloring in it is really good too it makes me wish that we had 2D animation back really you long for 2D animation <laughs> I do like this is a serious complaint of mine but I won't get into that anyway move on I'm glad I haven't seen the live action. That's yeah, all. I have not yet. It's on Disney Plus, so I might get to it. I probably it could be good, but they don't have Mushu according to what I know about it. And so well, I just don't even know. There were different problems about it. Yeah. Okay, one more fun fact about Mulan. So James Hong, he voices Chifu, you know, the little assistant that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. He has over 500 acting credits. 500 like in the oh in his life yes wow he's um a senior citizen now but he's still working um he's in a lot of movies that you probably don't even realize like he voices poe's dad in kung fu panda oh yeah there was another voice actor that i thought sounded really familiar maybe it was him or maybe it was someone else but i was like that's definitely in another movie as well it's basically oh. the same voice. Okay, wait. Oh, God. Hopefully we'll cut this out because I'll be wrong. But is the person who voices Donkey the same person Eddie that voices... Murphy. Okay. Yeah, Mushu. Mushu and Donkey are the same people. Yes. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I was like, this This seems the same. <laughs> well, you're right. Um, Are we on your number one? Yeah, so my number one is Brave, which was predictable. Oh, of course. I mean, I just really like Brave because she's awesome, and she has my hair, and I'm not going to go into white girl struggles because they don't really exist, but, um, (laughs) like, I don't know. I've just, my hair is problematic. Okay, because people, when I was a kid, like, old ladies would walk up to me frequently and like touch my hair and be like I wish I had your hair like I would trade you for my hair like can you sell your hair to me and I'm like Jesus Christ this is such an awkward interaction like I am such a small child and I'm like super shy so like I totally hated that and then like it still happens and it's super weird and then also like everyone tells me to straighten my hair which is like "Eh." um and then like, figuring out what to do with curly hair is hard, so I just love Merida and her just gigantic, curly, bright red hair, um, it's representation for, like, one to five people, (laughs) but I value it, so thanks. 
Um, and also, like, I love um, their accents. I think a lot of people in the U.S. love um, Irish accents. But Scottish. Right? Scottish. I get Scot- Scotch-Irish, you know. I get mixed up, too. Close together. They're geographically close. Um, but anyway. Yeah. I love that movie. And then the animation, the bears are super cute. Oh my god, I was gonna say that too. I rewatched it recently as well, and you you don't notice the first time you watch it, but the horse's feet are gigantic. But it's yeah. cute. They're like gigantic. There's another weird thing, like in Brave, you know, she gets like this spell from this like mysterious witch who has like a mysterious cottage in the woods. And I, I know that's forgotten about that plot point. It's kind of a cliche, but that exact same thing happens in um, Shira. It's Shira. That exact same thing happens to Shira. Um, so I was like, is this like, like, am I tripping? Like, this is the literal same scene. So I liked that because I like Shira. Mm-hmm. Also, the music in Brave is kind of underrated. Yeah. They have a good playlist. It's not like as musical, you know, like they're not singing, which it I kind of liked. But, like, okay, and then also she's, like, awesome. She climbs the mountain. There's, like, yeah, this scene. that's the scene where the music is playing. Yeah, she's climbing the waterfall up the mountain, and there's, like, a great soundtrack for that, and she just has her bright red hair being a mountain climber, and I'm like, ah, me. And then also, like, I was doing archery, like, before the movie release, like, at that time, I was in, like, a archery phase. So I was like, oh, my God, they made it for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a very freeing movie. And it's about it's a mother-daughter relationship yeah i really love disney movies about like friend relationships sister relationships mother-daughter relationships over romantic relationships just because like it's just better it just is better in general just better (laughs) totally like in frozen 2 you get the main sister relationship but like the side romance is good too it's just not a focal point yeah because the focal point of disney princesses should not be their romantic relationships because that's super misogynistic so mm-hmm. and in brave the mother's actually alive which is- yeah we love alive mothers <laughs> literally all of our heroes mothers were dead <laughs> Like, all the Rick Riordan characters have problematic family relationships, too, right? And then Harry Potter's mothers are dead. I mean, he didn't have multiple mothers. <laughs> Harry Potter's mothers are dead. Yes, his mothers. Harry Potter's parents were actually lesbians. Sorry to ruin it for you. Actually, I think that makes it better. Ooh! I talk, yeah, I talk about this movie a lot. I know that I've like, I kind of see it through rose-colored glasses, because there are some prom- problematic things about it. Yeah. It's still a really good movie. Yeah, that's a really good first. I'm glad we get to talk about Princess and the Frog. Mm. It's kind of underrated. Like, I know people appreciate it as the first Black princess, but thematically, it's really good, too. Um, you know... Tiana's like she she knows what she wants yeah and hard working and she throughout the movie she never sacrifices her dream that's good and then her own will also like 
first Disney princess to own a built business. Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. can women even own businesses? We didn't know until that movie came out. <laughs> and her mom is alive in this one. I mean, I, her dad is dead. But they still show flashbacks of them as a happy family. Yeah. So I guess that kind of outweighs it. Um, so also, her neither her or Naveen see romantic love as a priority, which is how they both kind of grow in the end. Yeah. I've like, really got to rewatch it. My memories are fuzzy. Yeah, and it's not even that, like, romantic love, but they see the importance of having a family. And yeah. still they don't sacrifice, like, Tiana doesn't give up wanting to have a restaurant because of it. And Naveen is kind of like a player in the beginning, but he realigns his principles and stuff and realizes that his wealth is not what he should be, you know, using to get by in life. Yeah. The for our multicult racism thing, um, what they said about Princess and the Frog was that they don't make Naveen identifiably black, which kind of confused me. Um, but there was, like, one of the articles was saying, like, they didn't want to put, like, a black man in a position of power in a Disney film, um, which, I mean, Disney owns Marvel, so, but this was pre-Black Panther, um, but I don't know, I mean, my memories of the movie are hazy, but that is not the only black mark that I am aware of. Um, yeah, he's from a made-up country. I think the problem, in part, was, like, well, you know, they're frogs for most of the movie. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But I, I liked, I liked the movie regardless. I thought the animation was super fun, and I, I just really like, I've never been there, but I've always wanted to go, like, New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah. I know you can't from there, but. My mom can help us do New Orleans right. Like, she got married so in New Orleans. Seriously? Yeah, she, there was, like, this, um, like, I think it was some, okay, some building. And, like, some kind of, like, vintage building that is important. It was some kind of, maybe a music hall, um, improvising. Um, she got married in, in Louisiana, in New Orleans. So, yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, I like that I had you know, Louis the Frog is a reference to Louis Armstrong. Yeah. And, um, yeah, all the music, the music is so good. I love Almost There and the, the song they sing when they're going down the bayou. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, Ray also is just a really fun character. Um, like, you see, all his little family of lightning bugs. Yeah, I do remember the lightning bugs being great. Mm-hmm, yeah, so that movie is also very atmospheric, and the animation is super fun because you get to see, like, all the colors from, um, I don't remember what the voodoo man's name is, but you see all that, and then, like, the, the glowing dancing and the, um, of the lightning bugs. Yeah, that was also makes me miss 2D animation. Also, Charlotte is a fun character. I don't remember Charlotte. Charlotte Lebeau. She she is the daughter 
who's supposed to, like, I like that she doesn't get upset whenever, um, her husband turns out to be a fake, and obviously she's a good friend to Tiana, um, I think that's important for Disney princess movies, they need to show female friendships. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. A lot of the Disney princesses are, like, at odds with the other female characters, like in Wreck-It Ralph and, um, The Little Mermaid, um, and then a lot of them are just sort of, like, by themselves, you know? Yeah. Female friendships are good. Yeah, and, um, I always wanted to try the beignets. Oh, yeah, my mom can make you, well, she doesn't fry things, but... I know places that sell beignets. I don't know if I've ever had a real beignet. A real beignet. That's the goal. We need to road trip to New Orleans now. We will. Okay. So, um, we were thinking at the end of this podcast, earlier in the summer, um, a group of friends and um, we made, like, future directions for Disney. Um, and so we have some ideas for what we would really love to see Disney doing in our lifetimes, um, if not sooner. <laughs> yes. And for me, and I know, I just really want this to happen in my lifetime, because I think it's kind of an ambitious goal for Disney as far as acceptance and also cultural acceptance, because I feel like Disney, they don't really push barriers. They kind of follow the general sentiments of the time, because I mean, they want to make money, so if they make something that, like, most people disagree with, they're not going to get any money. (laughs) So, yeah, they kind of follow the general prevailing cultural sentiment of the time, but what I really, really want to see Disney at some point in the lifetime, I'll I'll be dead soon, is a um, trans woman princess would be amazing. Um or trans man anyone just just a trans disney princess imagine a drag queen disney princess <gasps> okay well actually so in the little mermaid ursula. The, like ursula is technically like one of the first gay disney princess movie characters except like she's evil and they don't really go into it um but she is modeled off of a real world character um yeah, drag queen yeah drag queen in that time period so, I mean, they made her evil, but she's in the movie. <laughs> and I mean, like, being evil is kind of an aesthetic, so I can, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, but yeah, no, we would really love some trans representation, because imagine the story they could do! It would be so great. And also, you know, looking at you, Hunter Schaefer... <laughs> Yeah, Do you have any interest in voicing a Disney princess? Uh, you don't have to be the activist. You, she's, they've chosen to be an activist, so I'm just, just looking at them. Yeah, I got you. That would be super cool, I think. Um, I think Disney has already kind of fulfilled my first wish, which is to have like a Southeast Asian Disney princess, because Ryan the Last Dragon was supposed to come out this year but it comes out next year so wow. i'm really excited for that that's exciting mm-hmm. but i also think it would be cool to have um we don't have a single latina princess oh that is so true that is something we need yeah and also like, like the population in like the u.s is pretty high and of course the rest of the world would see it too so 
Yeah, that's true because it would definitely represent the U.S. population more accurately. Um, and I know that this is an off-topic point from Disney, but within our lifetimes, white people will not be the majority of the U.S., and I'm really hyped for that. Um, <laughs> we're going to have a celebration when it happens. Um, but yeah, um, if they could do that in like a non-super stereotypical way, while still accurately representing a culture, that would be great. It's a okay. fine line, but if you make an effort, you can definitely achieve it. <laughs> yeah. It would also be cool to have another Black princess that doesn't have, like, you know, a struggle story, that, who is just a princess. Yeah, just, like, a princess that is Black, not, like, the first Black Disney princess, you know? Like, she can transcend, like, being the first and just sort of be a princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that point from Tori, so yeah, that was really interesting. I mean, yeah, because not everything has to be about, you know, like, you know, we would love a second Black president who's just a president, <laughs> not constantly being judged as the first Black president, <laughs> similarly for Disney princesses. Yeah, I have a couple more. Do you have anything? Um, that's That's all for me. Okay, I think it would be good to have a historically accurate Native American princess. Oh, yeah, we definitely need to redo that. Honestly, though, if it was historically accurate, I would just be crying the entire time. Um, We had this conversation last night about reading the A-Push textbook, but if you actually read it, like, and, like, learn about just the thousands of things that we have done to Native Americans, you would just constantly be in tears. It would be cool if it were set, well, actually, this would be the number one like this would be what I would want I would want it to be set before white people come yeah just like no white people yeah no white that would be great because what I love and what I feel like is not really emphasized in American history because it kind of starts when like white people arrive like maybe there's like a day that we do pre-white people and then it's like then the white people came and that's when history started but like Native American there were like hundreds of different tribes hundreds of different languages like the amount of culture that was in the U.S. pre-white people is just astonishing and like it all I mean like disease killed what like 70 percent of Native Americans um but like the amount of culture that was there before we kind of screwed it up is just insane like it was just this entire like it was like the U.S was just an entirely different place with like hundreds of unique and there was cultures no and languages. Line. There was no what? There was no property line. Yeah, which is amazing. Like, of course, capitalism has to invent property lines and borders and ownership and everything. Like, I just, I wish we knew more about that. And I, I feel like it's always taught as like a separate thing. Like, it's not part of American history. It's like, this is pre-white people, this is a whole different thing, this isn't U.S. history, but, like, if we were to actually learn about accurate American history, like, we'd spend the first half of the year just on, like, pre-white people stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that would be revolutionary, like, imagine how many kids out there only have Pocahontas as a reference point, Pocahontas the movie as a reference point for their amount of Native American history. I know that's how I was going into elementary school, it's basically like there were Native Americans, the they all died of disease, some of them were killed, um, and then there was the Trail of Tears, and there's Pocahontas, and that's all that we remember. <laughs> yeah, it's that's it's 
tragic, actually. Yeah. Um, on a lighter note, I think it would be fa- very fun and very creative if they had, like, a space princess or a pirate princess or, like a, like, a monster-type princess. I don't know. A something. space princess. Yeah, I know. And If you guys have read, um, like, the Cinder, the Lunar Chronicles, it kind of goes into that, but something I think they could do a lot with. Yeah. Just different themes. For me, and I know that I said that I was out, but it would be great if there was, like, a princess with, like, I know Moana kind of approached realistic body images, but, like, if we were to really embrace that, and it doesn't, it's not necessarily, like, the focal point of the movie, just sort of, like, oh, and also this Disney princess has a super realistic body image. She's just being a Disney princess but also being a little bit thick would be great. <laughs> that would also be great. Because, you know, teenage girls and our eating disorders are just rampant and terrible and frustrating. Yeah, that's very true. So, yeah. Okay, is there a lighter note? Any more? A lighter note, I guess that I think Disney is, they're doing better with their Disney princess movies. The live actions are still a little scary, but you don't have to watch them if you don't want to. You can preserve your memories. You don't need to know what the next hyped up thing is. That's just true. Just enjoy what there is. You can choose to just not watch the clear money grabs that Disney does and just preserve your pure memories of slightly racist representations. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, for me, I don't want to rewatch Pocahontas because I remember loving it and I don't want to remember all the bad things. Mm-hmm. You know, the Wind is a really good song, so I just don't understand how they totally contradicted the message in that song for the whole movie. That's, yeah, that's frustrating. Well, what I hope is since we're young, we're going to have a lot of time to see Disney improve. Hopefully yeah, it won't is, backslide. Like, there's I really already been so, like, the most progressive Disney princess movies have come out in our lifetime. Yeah. And they're not, they don't show signs of stopping. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Disney is just going to, like, stop making princess movies because they want money. Um, <laughs> so hopefully in our lifetime society will be better and not worse and disney princess movies will be better and not worse and we'll be getting more people who need to be represented behind the camera and all that yeah because it's not just the disney princess themselves it's like the people who make the movies and the voice actors and the directors and the cultural researchers that really make it like an actual representation so yeah okay um I have to run off and roller skate with other quirky hipster teens um, because that is my current life state. So have a great weekend. Any sign-offs? Yeah, um, we don't have an end segment. We're working on it, but we hope you guys keep tuning in and tell us your thoughts. Maybe give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or just interact with us on our socials. We'd love to hear what you guys think so far. So thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Yeah. And to our two viewers in Mexico (laughs) and Russia, 
we do this explicitly for you. Yeah, Have wonderful listening weekend. from wherever you are. Yeah. <laughs>